Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach and self-proclaimed strengths geek, Kathy Kirsten. Hi there, strengths fans. Welcome back to another episode of Obey Your Strengths with Kathy Kirsten. Today, my guest is Wendy Brand. Hi, Wendy. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. So wonderful to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, we both, so our listeners on podcast platforms would not know this, but we're both rocking the pink and it's not because of Barbie. Well, mine's not. It's yours. Mine's not. (laughs) We're just, we're just twinning pink. And that's awesome. It's so awesome to see you today. Wendy, I've been so excited for this podcast waiting for, gosh, we've been planning this for a month. So it's I'm so glad our calendar's overlap today and everything's working because we got a story to share. So, uh, Wendy, first off, let me tell you folks a little bit about Wendy. Wendy is the owner of WMB Coaching and Consulting, and Wendy has been a friend of mine for over 10 years. Uh, We both got the opportunity our, our paths crossed at Rackspace. We got the opportunity to learn about our strengths at Rackspace, got to work alongside each other in the HR department at Rackspace. Uh, but that's not really what our story is about today. We're going to talk about where where Wendy's been since then and what she's discovered about her strengths. Um, Wendy, tell me a little bit about your consulting business, and then I want to hear your top five strengths. Yes, wonderful. Well, I am it's a new business for me, just started within the last 8 months and I am working with companies to really um look at their talent strategy, talent development, I provide coaching, um so really looking at the overall culture and seeing where I can where I can provide input and and guidance. Um my top 5 strengths are activator, arranger, individualization, harmony, and relator. From the lens of Wendy Brand, tell me what activator means to you. Yeah. So activator for me is like, I don't want to sit around and talk about it. Like, let's go. Um, That's pretty much the theme of my career and even my personal life. Get going. Okay. What yes. about a ranger? What about a ranger? Tell me about that one. Ooh, I, I love this one. Um, this one really, for me, I take pride in as a leader. Um, and as um, a ranger really for me is where I am arranging for maximum productivity. So any project I'm on or any program we're running, I'm really looking for the best way that things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where my arranger hat really comes in. And I'm sure it's emboldened by your individualization. Tell me about the, the, that side of you. Yes, that I take pride in as a leader and really um, understanding my team's strengths. And it's for me, it's not really just about what their resume says or what their skill set is, but really understanding them and finding the best place for them, um, you know, in where they fit into a project or whatever we're working on. Mm, Okay. And here's one I was surprised to hear harmony. Not that you're not harmonious, but I did not sense a whole lot of harmony from you. So tell, I was surprised to hear that. Tell me about your harmony. Yeah, this one was a newer one for me. So I, um, I don't know if I told you that I had I 
took my strengths a long time ago and then t- retook it at when I went to a, a new company and Harmony was a new one for me. Um, and, and I really see it showing up. Um, I, I don't, I really don't like conflict. I kind of shy away from it, especially in the workplace. So, um, politics, like all of that stuff, in my opinion, stays out of the workplace. Um, but where this really showed up for me, and I think it was really prevalent in this particular working situation that I was in when I, when I took strengths, the strengths test. And, um, there was an, there was a situation at work where a coworker and I were really butting heads and I was really having to lean on this strength a lot. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that in more detail. But I can imagine that you were using it daily or weekly in that situation. That's why it showed up. But I would say that you said, I don't really enjoy conflict or or look for conflict, but I don't see you being in um, timid in the workplace. So that's why I was kind of surprised by it. So we'll have to... uncover that one. And then you've got Relator. Relator is a very common one. Tell us about Relator and you. Relator for me is really the level of friendships that I have. I go deep um, in relationships where I like to know everything and and I share like I'm an open book and really connect with people. I enjoy connecting with people on a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've been firsthand to that in you uh, that it's it's easy to talk to you you are a genuine authentic person and um that's and, and you're also a rock star activator you had achiever didn't you when you were at Rackspace yeah i had achiever and responsibility so i was activator achiever responsibility learner and relator yeah <laughs> so take on the world Take on the world, Achiever Responsibility Activator. I love it. Well, that's what my memory of you, Wendy, will always be. My first impression and forever impression, you're a rock star. So uh, let's talk about your journey that has brought us together again in the last year or two um, about you know your, your transition into owning your own coaching business. And I'm so glad that you're doing this. Uh, but tell me, where were you before this and what brought you to owning your own coaching business? Yeah. So after I left Rackspace, I went to another company where I was brought on to really look at talent strategy, um, pulled together this team that was working on really how we would create high-performing teams in this organization. And then just a myriad of things over the next four years happened. The company sold, um, leadership changed three or four times over me. Um, and I was in HR reporting into the CHRO. Um, and that role changed a couple times. And before I left there, I was leading the learning and development team. I had about a hundred people reporting up to me. And as I have always done in my career, um, at least, especially from the time I got to Rackspace, I really, um, I was an executor, right? right? I just wanted to get stuff done and um, give me more. I can do it. And so I think um, at my former employee, I really, I was continuing that path, but it got to a point where it started to be too much. um, And I didn't, I didn't scream uncle. Like I, I just, kept taking it on and on. And um, 
I think that really pushed me to a breaking point. I burned out. I definitely physically, mentally. Um, so I left there and over the last, this was in October of 22. So, you know, we're coming up on a year, but it's really taken me the last 10 months to um, figure out what I wanted to do. I got my coaching certification. So I knew I wanted to kind of still play in the people space. Mm -hmm. Um, and where I've landed, I'm so excited about because it really is, it's that talent strategy and picking things apart and helping put them back together. You know, the arranger using that arranger, um, using relator to, to connect with clients and an activation, right. Just still working to get it done. You're hardwired for it. That's for sure. You're hardwired <laughs> for this job. And I think that it, it probably showed up in a lot of the ways that you were managing your teams. You know, you had a hundred folks reporting up to you in your last role and helping navigate how to put the people in the right seats and get the right roles uh, situated so that missions were accomplished as part of the job. And I can see you continue continuing to do that now. Uh, when I, when I think about achiever individualization, I think about a coach and, and a sports coach, um, a ranger, achiever, excuse me, did I say achiever? I meant a ranger and individualization. Did I say that? I hope I did. You said achiever. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm, I was thinking a ranger and individualization is the imagery in my mind conjures up a sports coach. Uh, is it really clear to you when you're looking out across a team of people? I mean, is it is it as instinctive as it seems to be when you have those two strengths about who fits where? I think it's a lot of listening um, and and watching, and it. I, it does seem clear to me and I always have to check in with the individuals. Um, you know, I had someone on my team, she was getting her PMP certification and I didn't, I saw her as something not, I mean, P, I was, I had a PMP like project management. It's great, but I saw her as just having so much more to give than, a, than what I saw her doing as the project manager. And I went to her and I said, I see you in this role. Um, but I, she said, here's the deal, Wendy, I trust you. I'm going to let you put me where you think I should go. But I've promised myself I'm going to get my PMP. So I said, great, we're going to help you get your PMP, but I'm going to put you over here. And she just thrived. So it, it is about checking in with the individual too. And sometimes they may not see it themselves, but, um, and some, and, and it's me trusting my gut as well too, you know. Right, right. You know, seeing the potential of it is sometimes like, then you have to paint that picture for them, right? You yes. see the potential and then paint the picture for them and check in to make sure it's what they want to do. Of course, we're not trying to uh, manipulate anything as a cheat, as a ranger's individualization, but man, that's a natural of seeing that potential in another person, seeing their uniqueness and the potential for their flourishing uh, and then getting them into that spot. And I'm sure your activator can be a little impatient to get it going. <laughs> Okay, so I could I could picture all that. You kept getting and like a true achiever responsibility person, more challenges come your way, you take ownership of them. One of my favorite things to remind people who have responsibility is that with awareness comes responsibility very naturally, 
right? So that's how they tend to get overloaded is with awareness of something, a project that is languishing, uh, a, a goal that is not yet met, or something that feels like, oh, I should go do that. I should help that. I should help that team, that department, that leader. Oh, before you know it, res- people with responsibility and achiever, because in their mind, they're saying, I should do it responsibility. Uh, Their achiever says, I can do it, (laughs) right? Um, Before you know it, you're owning a lot. You're holding on to a lot. So you felt that heavy weight. Let's talk a little bit about the whispers of burnout before you got real crispy. What were some early signs, Wendy, that maybe you were carrying too heavy of a load? Although, let me just also say, change of leadership, selling the company, all that causes a lot of uncertainty and chaos. So I, I, you circumstances may have been different. All that didn't happen. But tell me, what were some early whispers of burnout for you? I mean, I think you kind of nailed it with the, with responsibility and feeling like I can do, um, and I want to do. Um, and I think, for me, so when I first got the promotion that gave me that entire team, I rented an apartment to be closer to the office. I, yeah, I um, <laughs> like, so I was there on the weeknights because it was that important to me that I was going to do a good job. No one had ever had this scope of this team before. I was the first one in the company to have this great scope. And so I felt the responsibility um, to really knock it out of the park. And so I invested a lot. Um, it was taking a toll a little bit on my family life. Um, my husband's super supportive, but you know, it's natural if I'm not coming home on the weeknights and, um, and then even on the weekends when I was home, I was still carving out some of Saturday and some of Sunday to work. Um, and so I, what happened for me, it wasn't until there were physical issues um, so the exhaustion was there, but I was pushing through, you know, yep. and, um, <laughs> yes. And, um, it wasn't until I received a diagnosis of an autoimmune that was caused from chronic, chronic stress that I had to just stop, look internally and say, okay, Wendy, is this serving you? Right. It doesn't matter how much money I make, what my title is like at the end of the day, I want to be healthy. Um, because the most important thing is my family and my personal life. And so I really had to just kind of recheck and rebalance. And I raised a a flag a little bit. Um, but you know, to be fair, I think my ego, like I didn't want to say I, you know, I can't do this anymore. Um, so the whispers were really, I was ignoring the whispers until I had the physical um, diagnosis. And don't we all ignore the whispers sometimes because (laughs) (laughs) we perhaps anticipate that relief is coming, whether it's like hiring the next person underneath you, that that empty chair that's really causing pain, or you're going to get through that next event or that next business quarter or whatever, you know, we can ignore the whispers. I'm guilty of it where, because you think, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel, or I'm going to get through this, or I can do it. And it's not like you woke up one day and said, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do this myself. I'm pride. You know, it was, it's very, um, it's part of the obeying your strengths. Like you really don't 
sometimes are not even aware of the way that you're reacting to this. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't know that you had gotten an apartment. You were all in. Wendy. I was all in, Kathy. <laughs> You were reserving nothing. You were like, I'm moving. Because technically, you don't live that far from the office in the first well, place. Well, it was, it was taking about, um, it was taking an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Um, really? Yeah. To get, okay, because there was surprising. construction on the, that highway. And um, so it, it was, and I was, you know, I was, I was getting up at five, to, you know, so it was just like too much. And so. I thought that would help alleviate, you know, I can sleep a little bit longer or I could get really what happened was I can get to the office early, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. achieve, achieve, get there early, yeah. get as much as you can yeah. done. You know, it, it, what crossed my mind too about this is um, I, I, I sometimes talk in coaching sessions with people who have achievement responsibility. I'm like, there's a little bit I feel sorry for you in that because you work so damn hard, you never fail. So, I mean, Wendy, had you ever had taken on, a, because this is a huge role. That was a huge, yeah, you're in a huge role. Had you ever experienced a failure at work? Up until, and I'm not going to even call that a failure, but had, I mean, like, was your mindset yes. like, I'm not letting this go? So there was one other situation um, in my entire career where I believe I burned out, and I w- it was it was very similar in that um, I was the vice. Pr- I was it was my first VP role. I was in my mid thirties. I was a single mother. Um, I moved to another city where I had no support, oh. um, and it was you know I was working weekends and I had to get a name like it. It wasn't. I was, wasn't true to my values. I was going against my values of being a good mother. Um, and I was sacrificing things I didn't want to sacrifice. And I burned out, um, within 10 months of being in that job, very similar to, to getting that promotion at the previous company in January and leaving in October. I just, I, I I guess 10 months is like my, (laughs) my barometer for enough's enough. Oh, you know, um, when that's I allow so... myself to get there. Wow. Okay. So there was a common, there's a little pattern there. And it even, that even resonates with me because I'm thinking about my burnout moment. Um, I had a whisper in November. I was, uh, that I should leave rack space. And I thought to myself, that's a crazy thought. This is, I'm going to retire here. And then I went and made a whole bunch of changes. And 10 months later, I walked out the door in August. <laughs> I don't know if that's 10 months was close. I mean, it's something like that. Yeah. Is that 10 yeah. months it's, or, or nine months? It was yeah. literally, it, and that was a painful nine months. If I would have left when I heard the whisper of like, which I believe is, you know, divine intervention whispering, like the Lord whispering yeah. to me, Wendy, if I would have walked out, it, I would have had a totally different experience. Uh, but I'm so grateful for it, everything, the way it happened. It just was painful. It was really yeah. a painful uh, discovery journey process for me to realize that it was time for me to leave. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So achievers and achievers and responsibility, they pull up their bootstraps. They just get things done. Yeah. And um, when I say I feel sorry for them, like I mentioned earlier, it's like because, you know, they don't know when to stop. Stop giving. Stop doing. Stop going. Stop it, and I just don't have that energy <laughs> with 
out those tricks. So anyway, uh, let's talk about the harmony situation if we could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harmony for those who, cause I don't, I'm trying to think, have I had many people on my podcast with harmony? Let me just kind of debrief harmony for those who are listening, who may not have it in their top five. Harmony is a consensus builder. So many times they're a bridge builder. They enjoy harmonious, uh, relationships. They're not necessarily scared or fearful of conflict. They just don't enjoy it. And I, often have met people who are surprised that they have harmony in their top five. And they say, really, I just don't want to waste energy about fighting on things we'll never agree with. So it's not like they're like kumbaya, you know, they're not really (laughs) peace loving hippies, but they just don't want to waste energy on fighting over things that we're we're never going to influence each other on. Okay. So Wendy, you said you get, you alluded to a difficult relationship Tell us a little bit more about that and why your harmony was yeah. kind of coming to play. Yeah, it's interesting because um, so from the moment that I arrived at this company, it was a newly formed team, and this this colleague of mine had been at the company for years. So he'd been there forever. He was on this new team with me. We were kind of dividing up work and. I felt like anytime I brought up, well, why don't we do this? He would be like, well, no, we're doing, we do the things this way. This is how we do it. Like, and just immediately I felt conflict. And so it, it got so bad, Kathy. Like I've never, like, I don't go to, I mean, I've been in HR, but I don't like go tell a business partner this is happening or, um, but this got so bad that I had to tell somebody because I really, like, I felt like I needed a therapist. I was like, I, 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 I don't know how to work through this conflict. Like it's, 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 it's too much conflict to be happening at work. And that harmony was like, I don't have time for this. Like, this is not like, I'm not trying to be best friends with you. Like, let's just, this is my path. This is yours. And the leader at the time honestly wasn't doing a great job of saying, Wendy, here's your roles and responsibility. And here's your roles and responsibilities. So we, there was overlap and it was confusing and, um, And it was, we had teams under us that were looking to Mm. us for guidance. And so it really came to a head when um, our leader was let go and um, our leader left the company and we were kind of elevated to carry this team forward. And so I knew just how important that was that that these people had someone to look up to and us, you know, fighting was not good for anybody. And we were in this, we all worked in this big room. It was all these white tables and we're just Mm -hmm. all in this open space. And we had butted heads on something and I got up to walk away and he walked up behind me and he put his hand on me and I lost it. Like Mm -hmm. I just, the physical act of that was really, um, so we ended up getting separated. (laughs) Like, they moved him to another department and, but that harmony, it was such a, I mean, it hit me to the core and we've talked since, and now we're friends. Like we, it, I think there was just so much uncertainty in our roles and we were both trying to figure it out and take responsibility that it just, it, you know, it was, it got out of control. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. So you sp- you were, when you say separated, he went to a different department and then you absorbed his team or how'd that work? 
Uh, no, they split out his work. It was a team that didn't necessarily have to be in HR. And so oh, okay. they moved that team out. Um, and then that was like, that was actually like a year before I got that big promotion. So I stayed in HR, um, got a different team, you know, like it, the whole company was just evolving and iterating for and churning um, for several years. And so that was just, but that to me was my harmony, like feeling violated. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, it was so in conflict with me internally that I really, I wish I would have had a coach (laughs) at the time, you know? Yeah. Harmony brings calmness in a lot of instances when you said you when you said you lost it did did people around you see it like was this an event in the white table room (laughs) I mean I wasn't like yelling or screaming I went into the conference room I may or may not have closed the door a little louder than I should Mm -hmm. um and there were two or three folks from our team in there um you know and when you're I'm trying to be professional. I'm a leader, but this just happened and I need to let, you know, so I just, you know, I probably shared things that like the, the way that I was feeling because I'm a human being and yeah, you expressed yourself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, I, I elevated it to leadership and just said, this isn't, you know, this is not good for either one of us or our teams. It just, um, you know, and I, it was without, it was without placing blame. I mean, as much as I could, I definitely felt, you know, at the time that, um, my buttons were being pushed, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think in the end, we both were just in situations that, um, we weren't comfortable with. Yeah. It was a no win. It was a no win, no win. Right. And, but I, I sort of ask how that played out because harmony can sometimes make if harmony is unregulated, people will lose agency. Like they won't speak up. They won't, it, mm. you know, they won't. And, and then they resent themselves and then they carry the burden of like, man, I missed my chance to react. If I could go back there to that same, I mean, that was a pretty, uh, you know, potent moment when he laid his hand like you're walking away and he's like stopping you or whatever the intent was right like to to calm you or to to keep you there I'm not sure what the intent was but that was the moment where you don't want to to walk away you want it to be a moment where you're like I'm here and I'm having a sense of agency in this moment I think if it had been I it had been like for six months probably this had been going on. And so I had suppressed and suppressed as much as I could. Um, But I am, I am always, and I think to a fault, sometimes the professional, like I, and that's part of when I, I sometimes talk about having like this facade at work, it's this perfect, this is the professional me. And I think that's why I didn't turn around and speak. Plus I was very, I could feel I was so angry. Mm-hmm. I, I could, you know, I didn't want my temper. I was trying to be professional. You know, it was all I could do to make it into the conference room and close the door so that I didn't, you know, like turn around and start screaming or, you know. 
yeah. yeah. You kept your composure. Yep. Okay. Yes. yes. Hmm. Well, harmony is a, is a great strength. You can see yourself building consensus, but I can see where your harmony gets turned up. You know, funny... <laughs> This is not this is a sidebar but you might laugh at it because my when in 2007 or 8 I don't know it was a long time ago I had I was really on fire for strengths finder and I really wanted my husband to take it and I brought him home a book and I'm like here's a code take the strengths finder and he didn't do it and he didn't do it and he didn't do it and then one day I was and we were probably married for about 4 or 5 years I reminded him about how he was never doing the things I asked him to do, including take the strength fighter. So he grabbed the book. He marched upstairs to the computer room, took the test, and he brought me his top five. And he's like, here. And it had harmony in the top five. And I'm like, you don't have harmony. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to say you have harmony because we're in a fight. You took an assessment during a fight. <laughs> I don't actually know technically if uh, that will affect the uh, influence the assessment, but he's taken it again since then. Harmony is not in his top five this time around, Wendy. So I wonder if he was leaning into his harmony that day too, just like you think you were in that experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, can we talk also about relator and trust, right? And I think that plays mm -hmm. really important into a relator's life at work, your balance, your happiness is that you are working hard with friends, that you have trust at work, that you trust your leader, you trust your peers, you trust the people that report to you. So talk to me a little bit about relator. And then maybe even if you have uh, you know, any insights to your new clients, like how you're building trust, let's just kind of talk about relator. Yeah, it's really one of my favorites because it just from the beginning, the first time I took the test, it really rang true to me in how I build relationships and how much that trust is important in my relationships. And so I think it shows up for me a lot, like you said, with my teams and, and building that trust and really, you know, that one-on-ones are so important to me, connecting one-on-one -on -one so that you understand them and, and, and they feel, and they feel like, you know, they feel that connection with you. Um, and then I think you know, it's been in my new, in the new role, it definitely has, you know, working with clients. And I, I just met with someone yesterday with the leadership team. And um, I spent the whole time just listening. Mm -hmm. um, and that like brings me so much joy. And they were like, I listened and I took away from that, you know, five things where I can help them. and. I, I repeated it back to them and I said, I'm hearing this, 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 this is how we can work together. And they were like, yes, do all of those things, you know? Um, and so really making that connection, listening, connecting the dots and, um, and building that trust. And, you know, of course, um, as you know, in getting clients, a lot of times in the beginning, it's people that already know you. Yes. And this is a woman that worked for me um, 20 years ago. And she's now in a position of power with her own, you know, running her own organization and wants to bring me in. So it's, you know, I think it kind of, it can take you full circle. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. That genuineness too. And that's why 
honestly, that's why I, I, because you're such a good relator, because you make people feel heard, because you ask great questions, insightful questions that you're not, I don't know. I've never perceived you as being, and again, I think I said timid earlier and that's why I'm doing it again, timid in entering in challenging conversations. Like I remember, uh, that's just what I feel about you, Wendy, is that many times we'd be sitting in a conference room and we would be talking about some kind of hurdle or obstacle on an HRS system, (laughs) how to roll something out. And you're trying to help us all come see eye to eye so we can move this thing forward and turn red lights into green lights. And you just, it, it always felt like you had everyone's best interest at heart and that you were very transparent about the heart. I don't know. I just love you later. Well, and you know, that reminds me, Kathy too, I think for, a, for, for a while I saw part of that as a negative because I've always seen, I feel like I always see both sides. Like I, it's really hard for me to have an opinion on something because I, I understand what you're saying and I understand what they're saying. And so let's pick the best pieces of that where we can come together and agree um, so that we can move forward, activator, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I I remember those meetings with, with the HR team and some of them didn't feel friendly to start. No. You know? And we had to... <laughs> We had to get to the bottom of things to move forward. Yeah. So you're right in that way. I feel like I wasn't, I didn't shy away um, because I had the ultimate, I knew what that ultimate goal was. I had a a goal in mind, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Talk about trust with your leader. How important is it that you, you're in alignment with your leader? I know not in this role. I mean, you're the owner now of this, right? So you're the leader. But uh, in previous, how important? Because yeah. I, I know there's relators that are listening to this thinking like, right now I can't trust my boss. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Do you have any anecdotes about that? That's That can be a real, um, that's, that's a real problem, I think, if there's not trust with your leader. Because as a relator, um, one of the very first things I do when a new leader comes in is I try to connect with them, not to kiss up or to try to win favor, but to make them feel comfortable and for them to get to know me better because we're going to have this working relationship. And so um, there's only been one instance and it was, well, there's only been one instance where that wasn't reciprocated. And I, it felt, um, I I, you know, we all have a sense of if something's authentic or not. And, and the connection wasn't feeling authentic to me. Um, and that, that didn't, that relationship didn't last. So Mm -hmm. it's very important to me. That's, yeah, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to feed it, right? And so if the person is not naturally gifted at connecting with you, you got to go get it. You got to, like, like you said, ask, make the leader feel comfortable so you can learn more about them so that they can learn more about you because the ultimate goal for relator is to know, to be known and to know others. And that one-on-one relationship is the bind that you need to feel like you're showing up at work every day, doing your best work, that you can trust the person, uh, requires you to know the person and to relate to the person. Wendy, this is really good. We've gone through deeply around a lot of your top five. Um, 
you know, this is the Obey Your Strengths podcast, though. So I want to ask you, out of all your wonderful top five strengths, which is one that you have to obey, that you can't turn off, that you have to uh, be in alignment with? Which one is it and why? Yeah, um, there's two that are that just really pull me. Um, but I would say, I would say the activator, uh, mm-hmm. pulls me the most. Why? Um, when, when something doesn't feel right, uh, or when something, when something feels right, I want to move on it. But also when something doesn't feel right, I want, I need to move like, um, Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. You pivot well. Either towards something. <laughs> yes. Either either towards something or away. Yes. And that's what's great about coaching. And I wish you the best as you um, continue to build this business. You're going to help so many people because a lot of coaching is people who are stuck and helping them get unstuck. I know you, you got a lot of organizational things going on where you're going to help organizations and you you're going to bring a lot of talent and knowledge and skills to helping people build really strong organizations. But man, the way that you could help individuals uh, it, who are stuck is to apply that activator, Wendy. I'm, I'm so glad yeah. you're doing that for the world. Yay, Thank activator. You. I see that in you for sure. <laughs> you activated when I said, hey, will you want to be on my podcast? And you said, yes. <laughs> Okay, Wendy, how would someone, if they're interested in learning more about your consulting and your coaching, how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, Give us a little information about how to get a hold of you. Yeah. So my website is wmbcoaching.com. And then you can email me directly at wendy at wmbcoaching.com. Okay. Plug your podcast. Let's hear your, she's a podcaster too. That's right. What's the name of it? Authentic Energy. And And I am on every platform. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, all the places. Perfect. And I may have been on an episode. So yes, (laughs) if you want to hear Kathy, (laughs) if you want to hear the other side of this, (laughs) you can listen to the Authentic Energy podcast. Awesome, Wendy. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Obey Your Strengths podcast. I wish you the best. Take care of yourself. Thank you for having me, Kathy. I appreciate it. It was fun. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Obey Your Strengths. To learn more about Kathy or hire her for your company or private coaching, visit ObeyYourStrengths.com. You can also find her on Instagram at Kathy.Kirsten. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Kirsten Consulting, LLC, in association with Game Day Media out of San Antonio, Texas.